parable of the Good Samaritan is one of the most familiar in all of Scripture. Whenever the story is read, I inevitably think of the saying from Mr. Rogers, look for the helpers. You can always find good people who are helping. Now, I love Mr. Rogers, the things I learned from him and the things I am still learning from him. But it's important not to water down the point of Jesus's parable, which is very different from the moral teachings from a TV personality, albeit a real person and a minister of the gospel. Historically, this passage is upheld in the church as a means for justifying the ways in which we are like the Samaritan, thoughtful, generous, and attentive. Or the ways in which we might strive to be more thoughtful, generous, and attentive. Jesus' instructive to go and do likewise seems to have become a formula for taking pity on those who have fallen on hard times, or at worst, a warning not to become too focused on the self and to spend time with those in need. Furthermore, there's a surprising scandal laced into the narrative as the priest and the Levite pass by the man in need. Their actions call into question the teachings of the church, shining a spotlight on any number of our failings. Truthfully, these individuals are often dismissed as bad apples in the midst of a crop of goodness. Defying all cultural expectations, the Samaritan is who we all aspire to be and are capable of reading this reading of the text, capable of being this reading of the text would have us believe. But here's the thing. The Samaritan operates from a position of power. To place ourselves in his shoes is to assume that we are not the one in need. We are not the one dependent on another. It's a presumptuous interpretation. Another means of understanding this parable is to focus on the lawyer, his profession, and his limited literal understanding of the law. Who doesn't love to make a good job at a lawyer, especially around here? What are the ways in which we seek to limit or draw a boundary around generosity? Yet one more lens focuses on examining who and what qualifies as a neighbor. A very popular conversation for us at St. Michael's. Which, but with each of these attempts to understand what Jesus is asking of us, I think we miss the bigger picture of exactly where Jesus is leading in this parable. This morning, I'm going to mess with each of these interpretations because an inch below the surface is really, it gets quite messy. So listen again and wonder with me what might more, what more might be contained in this story. When the Samaritan encountered the man on the side of the road, he approached him. He crossed a boundary between that which was safe and pure and plant. As he encountered the man who was stripped, beaten, and half dead, he was moved. He was compelled to act. Being up close with one who is deep in the midst of suffering does not leave room for disinterest. Quite the opposite, the Samaritan reached out and touched him. He bandaged his wounds. The Samaritan cared for the man in pain both in the moment and made his intention known to care for him in the future. He approached him, was moved by him, touched him, and cared for him. 
I wonder if this parable might contain the whole of the story of Israel. They were metaphorically robbed, taken by those motivated by greed. They spent years wandering in the wilderness, unsure of their very survival. God delivered mercy and healing again and again. Israelites hearing this parable hundreds of years ago would have been challenged by the idea of a callous priest and Levite. More scandalous would have been the suggestion that a Samaritan might possibly have done the thing which Jesus commended. Then, as now, it would have been easy to narrowly interpret Jesus' words. But I wonder if this familiar story might contain the whole of God's history and intention to be in relationship with Israel and, by extension, with humanity. This is not a story about whether we should give money to the person who is begging on the street corner. To read that level of instructive into a parable is another way of making judgments from a position of power. It is another way of drawing boundaries. This is not a story about grounding a personal ethic of social engagement in the gospel, which limits the gospel and ultimately Jesus. This parable, like all parables, points to a larger narrative Jesus hopes we will come to know. He approached the man in need, was moved by him, touched him, and cared for him, both in the moment and in the future. The parable of the Good Samaritan is the parable of Jesus. It's not a story about us saving someone in need, but the story of Christ saving us. We are the person in the gutter every time. Jesus is the one who fearlessly approaches, allows himself to be moved, offers the power of healing touch, and to be inconvenienced by our eternal care. Take care of him. And when I come back, I will repay you whatever more you spend. This is the story of Jesus' ministry, our role in that ministry, and the hopeful reminder of Jesus' promise to come again. The significance in reassessing how we read this parable is the possibility of transforming the scope of our ethical perspective in two powerful ways. The first is that we have to come to grips with the reality that we are the ones in the gutter. This is a difficult message for self-made, accomplished, powerful people to wrestle with. We have to lay down so much of our hard work and identity that is grounded in differentiation and self-worth. In its place, we acknowledge our identity as broken, flawed, beloved children of God in need of God's healing mercy. One is seemingly more to be desired than the other, but the two are irreconcilable, if Jesus' parable is true. We are not the one who does the saving, but the one in need of the saving every time. The other way in which this reading shifts our ethical perspective is that it strips us of any assurances we think we have about who needs the saving and how that saving might be accomplished. Meaning, whomever we think lies beyond the boundary of Jesus' mercy is likely at the heart of those with whom Jesus would take care to spend time. A neighbor is defined by a relationship. Nothing more, nothing less. 
And the church has historically drawn boundaries that are far too narrow around this definition of neighbor. But the simple truth is that we are Jesus's neighbor. The lawyer misses the point altogether because he cannot envision himself as a part of a community that has created and nurtured the problems that are laid bare in the parable. He seeks to separate himself. The lawyer is looking for a way to draw boundaries around those who are not his neighbor. But what he has missed is that a neighbor is anyone with whom he shares in communal life. Biblical scholar Bernard Brandon Scott, in his book, Here Then, the Parable, provokes readers to think twice about the titles of parables, especially those that are well known. His reasoning is simple, which is that over time, the titles have allowed to stick, the titles we have allowed to stick, stick, the titles we have allowed to stick typically have less to do with the interpretation of the parable and more to do with an easy take-home message. But parables are like prisms. And when you hold a prism and, and move it around and look at it from different perspectives, it changes based on the angle at which you hold it. The title Scott suggests for the story of the Samaritan is, Who is that masked man? I don't know about that one, but this morning, I want to leave you with the question. I want, I want to invite you to think about how you might retitle this familiar story. How might we describe a story about a place where those who are endowed with respect are found to be empty, and those who were looked over were essential to communal flourishing? How might we describe a place where all are both simultaneously in need? and yet delighted to share? How might we begin to describe a place where there is time, ample time to approach those in need, be moved by them, touch and care for them? This, it seems, is the place to which Jesus is leading us. Amen.